On this episode of the MassCom Podcast, we talk to Ruben Cantu of Univision. He is a media professional in the industry for more than seven years. He has an Emmy and Telly Award. He is skilled in video production, photojournalism, public speaking, event planning, marketing strategy, social media, public relations, and Spanish translation. He has a bachelor's degree in bilingual communications from the University of the Incarnate Word. As a side gig, he works as brand ambassador and brand team lead, and he also works as master of ceremonies and entertainer for events. So, uh, without further ado, let's talk to Ruben Kentu. All right, so we're back. New episode. What do you got for me today, Tim? Yo, yo, hey everybody. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's been it's been good. This is like therapy for us. I think we're on a good run, <laughs> and I'm amazed that we started this podcast during the pandemic. And um, I don't know about you, man, but I, every time that I look forward to these Fridays and we have our, our guests say yes to us. Uh, for one, that's a really good, that's a really good sign that they want to talk to us. And then two, like we actually schedule it on the calendar and it's really something to look forward to for me. So I'm just, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm glad that we have, uh, we have listeners and we got people that are, that are tuning in. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. For them. Yeah. It's been, uh, it is, it has been fun. Uh, and, and it, it's a nice reprieve from, uh, the craziness that is the, uh, the election cycle and the world and all of those different things. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, there's no wildfire in here. <laughs> no, no, there is no, no wildfire in here. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so how is your, how has your week been? How's your, how have your classes been? Yeah, we did the podcast unit this week. So this was very relevant to the study of mass comm and nice. we pulled some good data. Well, actually, I pulled the data. <laughs> I like to I like to just showcase cool to see that the Nielsen 2019 audio report. So they have their audio division running the uh, you know the research. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool to to, to just stop and, and share that with the students because. Um, I think when, when we introduce the podcast assignment, they, uh, obviously, you know, asking probably questions like, well, well, why is this relevant? Right. And, and for the adult learner, right. It's important to put that in front and say, okay, here's the learning outcome. Here's, here's the objective, right. Here's what we want to get to and, and understand. Um, but really it's, it's down to like, um, okay, why, why might podcasts really be uh, significant or are building significance with the uh, with the listener, right? Um, so it was pretty cool to just jot, to dive into that and see how popular maybe that's become. And then, you know, from from the standpoint of data, like I think the Washington D.C. is like the highest uh, you know rate of people listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. So it's kind of kind of cool to see that. And then Austin, I think was like number seven. Right. And so, and then they drilled down the data and this is kind of funny, Mark, cause you probably uh, would find this kind of humorous that when they just, when they research who actually listens to podcasts, uh-huh. they broke it down by age group and the uh-huh. highest age group was uh, 25 to like 39. <laughs> well, there you go. We're, we're, we're hip with the age. times. So that's us. And yeah. then, uh, and then it went by ethnicity uh-huh. and then it said like, of course, you know, white people listen to the podcast more often than, than Hispanics. Hispanics was like at 12%. <laughs> right. Our, uh, our last guest, Andrew, uh, made a joke about that. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, if, if there are two, <laughs> two white two people together. gathered, there's probably a podcast that's going on or something. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I, but I, but I, uh, I, I didn't fit the mold. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that my, uh, my family or, or extended family for that matter, probably listen to my podcast, but maybe this will introduce them to, and we can drive that number up, you know, for, there you go. 
for the for the Latinos, the Latin X. Absolutely, know, like they say nowadays. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so it was pretty cool. You know, it was a good week, but you know, it's aside from school. You know, it's like, damn, man, I gotta be available. You know, I gotta be available to my kids, and and I finally figured it out, Mark. Like my role, uh, as I was asking my wife last week, I was really frustrated uh, with like you know, what's my role here? Like, I don't, I, I need to sort of define this for myself because mm-hmm. I was going crazy. You know, my kids were falling behind on assignments and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, why aren't we doing, why aren't we doing, you know, stuff when it's due? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and so I asked the question, like, what's my role here? You know? And uh, I finally figured it out this week. You know, it's, it's just, just be available. You know, be available to your team. Be available to your squad, uh, and be be just be available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think I gathered that from just I don't know lots of different you know places, but um, yeah, the 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 LeBron James sort of <laughs> sort of like championship after the game on the court speech that he that he gave. Um, you know, one of the aspects of it was you know I just want to be available for my teammates, and I was like. That, that's it, man. That's it. That's all you got to do right now, Tim. That's all you have to do is be available to your students, be available to your, you know, whether they be in the house or on Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, be available to my wife, um, my parents, if they want to call me, because, you know, I'm just here. You know, I'm I'm in this space lonely as hell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I, I, I hear you. I hear you. That'll change, man. You know, yeah. that's how I'm feeling today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss the, uh, uh, the adult time, the, the, the other adults in a room together, just being right. together. It's, it's a, it's a very strange thing to miss, but, but that's, that's the world we're living in right now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fulfilling to have, to have uh, people over, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so this week, uh, with my students, uh, we talked, we did the, the audio module and we talked about, uh, music. I actually, I assigned your, uh, your lyric, your lyric analysis assignment. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, that'll, that was a little out of left field for them. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, interesting to listen to, uh, one of my students in particular, uh, completely lash out against country music they're not a fan but they presented on country music and oh yeah they, they were very uh, angry they really don't like country music i i don't <laughs> i don't understand uh it's it's it was really interesting was uh, so there was for them to- <laughs> yeah there was a so there was a debate that that started naturally in the class and one of the other students was like not all country music is bad and so uh it was yeah it was interesting yeah, there, there's certainly themes in country, and one of the ones we hit on last time was alcoholism. You know, mm, right? <laughs> Let's celebrate our, you know, drunkenness or or, or willingness to get drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, that's I get it. You know what I mean? That's but it's not to bash, you know, the music scene or anything. But it's just you know, I, I love that assignment. I think we're we're actually going to do that one next week. So I'm glad you picked it up and found some usefulness for that. Do we want to let our, our guest in who, uh, who's been waiting for us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, let, let's let him in and, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Ruben. All right. Well, we, uh, you know, I, there's only a certain, uh, amount of experiences that we get when we can just, uh, reminisce on, on sort of like the, the good old days when you met someone who you knew uh, was going to make something of themselves and do, uh, you know, wonderful things for, for not just themselves, but for the community. And uh, I had the honor to uh, work with someone uh, through my work with the Career Center at Northwest Vista. It, uh, I don't even remember uh, the year, but um, I want to say it was probably like 2008, 2009 somewhere around there. Um, and this young cat was, was a work study student. Um, and he was assisting us here in, in the in Northwest Vista in the career center. Uh, I was doing some counseling, advising, stuff like that. And, and uh, lo and behold, he, he came in with a biggest smile and just a great attitude. And, um, 
I just knew, man, I knew something about this cat. Like he was going to go somewhere and uh, really express himself out in the field. And so uh, we're just, we're just thankful that we got uh, people together, like I said. And so um, I want to introduce Ruben and Kantu is his full and you can catch him in 40 here in San Antonio. Uh, that's where he uh, does his work. And uh, sometimes he'll be out either behind the scenes or he's a lot of times in front uh, of the camera as well. So he's been doing some, some good work for us uh, here in San Antonio. He's bilingual. Uh, I want to say he's uh, originally from Monterrey, Mexico. <laughs> and uh, Ruben, we, uh, we thank you for being here, man. How you doing? Hey. Thank you, thank you, guys. I'm uh, I'm doing awesome. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Nice to meet you, Ruben. Yeah, we can. Awesome, hear you. awesome, awesome. Um, and, uh, nice to meet you, Mark. Uh, pleasure to be here. And uh, Tim, good to see you, man. After I don't know how long. Wow, it's been like ten years or more, dude. <laughs> I think so. You know, uh, I was thinking about because they had the rodeo, um, San Antonio rodeo conversation this morning on the news. And they're talking about, is it going to happen? And it's been scaled down and stuff. I remember that was the last time I saw you. I don't think it was this past year, but it was like 2018. You're right. Uh, and uh, we were in a, right. Yeah, we were in an exhibit, man. And you were you were doing about to do a live shot. And I said, hey. I know that cat. <laughs> um, it was it was that that was it, man. But um, yeah. So so thanks for being with us. Um, our podcast is the MassCom podcast. Primarily, our audience that we like to uh, you know pay tribute to for this one is uh, students. You know, students at Northwest Vista or anywhere that 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 are listening. And um, you know, we we realize the importance of you know, trying to figure it all out, right? And, and, and by hearing people's stories like yours, we're hoping that that can shine some light on, on their decision-making for their career and maybe even inspire them to go into a mass comm related field. So you're in TV broadcasting. So, so tell us a little bit about your story, man. Like how did you um, start off? Uh, obviously, you know, you, you came to the but um, kind of tell us your story, man. Like, what what do you think is is uh, important for people to know uh, about you and, and how you got to this kind of work? It uh, I I don't really know if it started um how long ago it started. I really don't know, but I can tell you different parts of my life where uh that I know that shaped the maybe desire or skills or abilities that I was, that I was going to use today. Uh, <laughs> I remember it all. One of the first experiences when I was in in kindergarten, Mexico, uh, I, I still remember this. The, the teachers were assigning, you know, asking the students, asking around what we wanted to be when we grew up. And uh, they had us to pick two things. And I said, well, number one, doctor. I really don't know why. It's completely a whole different world, <laughs> science and all that. And I, I can't really, I can't, uh, if, if I get blood drawn from me, I will faint. So, yeah, that's not for me, man. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the next thing I said was, and a singer. I remember that the, the assistant teacher was melting like, oh, so sweet. And I really, yeah, it didn't take much time till I realized that singing wasn't for me either. So um, that was one of the first times that I remember that. And, and, and in my family, it's like for some reason, they always wanted to see me on TV, although that's not my my primary job or responsibility but somehow in my family they've always like dreamed with see seeing me on, on on tv or something being famous um i remember then i uh went to uh, northwest vista when i was when i was in high school 
I took uh, some media courses and I found them really cool. But I was so into video games and that I realized I found out that Northwest Vista had the game uh, game design program, and I was like, you know what? I wanna I wanna go ahead and do that for a living. I went for that. And after a few semesters, I realized that I'm not that big of a logic thinker. I'm more like a cre- on the creative side. And uh, I was I was like, man, I, I'm really struggling with these numbers and, and, and formulas. Mm, and uh, then I never forget one of my speech courses that I took at Northwest Vista. I did really good considering that. Right now, my English is 10 times better or 100 times better. I, I think I did really good in, in that speech course. And it was actually my for my final. It was uh, uh, how you say it. Mm, um, like trying to convince people. How, what's the word? It starts with a P. Oh, persuasive. Uh, persuasive. Yes. Persuasive. I'm sorry. Yeah. Persuasive speech about graduating from uh, getting your associate's degree. That was the, the topic I remember. But I, I never forget that I did really well. And that was one of the first signs that I noticed that I'm like, OK, I'm probably not that bad at speaking in public and I'm not, you know, I'm not in fear of this. I'm, I'm, I can do this. Um, then I move on to Incarnate Word, University of the Incarnate Word, where I had a friend from high school that was already um, in the communications program. And, bef- well, before I transferred to University of the Incarnate Word and I realized that computer programming or game design was not for me, I still wanted to graduate with an associate's degree. So... I I try to finish the general studies um, degree to because man you save a lot of money when you attend a community college you save a lot of money you take the courses high quality courses with great professors uh, in smaller groups and 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 you learn. I think way better than in an auditorium or or, or those big uh, classrooms. So, I definitely got to feel the experience of of learning in a community college. And I, one day, I really hope to work at Northwest Vista or Incarnate Word uh, uh, somehow because those colleges, those universities, I'll never forget. Um, I can keep going with the story, but <laughs> if you want to <laughs> interrupt me with something and, and we can go on or whatever, yeah. but yeah, I feel that I'm, I need to cut it and, and let you guys talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Talk that talk. I love I love how you, you really shine a light on, on the community colleges and how much of a difference you know, they make, right? Um, and, 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 and what's interesting is because uh, we, when we interview people, right, oftentimes we don't really get a full understanding of who they were. But in this instance, because I, you know, I kind of grew up with you, man, I feel like um, a lot of people maybe can be inspired by, you know, why, why maybe you decided to go to school? Like, like when, when was it that you said, hey, I got to make a difference for myself and and figure it out. And just by, like, when you were talking, I was reminiscing about when you would come to me and say, man, Tim, I don't know if I can do these equations. And I'm like, well, bro, you just, you know, that's how, that's, that's how you have to learn sometimes is by doing something that you maybe don't desire. Right. Like doing stuff that, that, that maybe you thought was going to be cool, but it turns out it's not your cup of tea. Right. So I wonder, I wonder if um, you talk about that. Yeah. About, uh, about how uh, computer programming was not for me. Or like, just, you know, how, how is it, how was it that you, you know, first decided to, to, to say, Hey, I, I have to go to college. Right. Like, uh. I think, I think that that's kind of the important piece here is like, we don't, we don't, um, you know, passively enrolled in college, right? Because we got to pay for this stuff, right? Even though yes. it's cheap, you still got to pay, um, at least for now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's not a passive decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what was it? You know what I mean? That that said, okay, I have to go. And then when you found that struggle, you were like, no, I have to finish, and I have to figure out what I, what it is I really want to do. 
I'm not a, a first-generation college graduate. Uh, my mom actually attended a college in Mexico. My dad didn't finish, um, but it's 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 in in the family. There are people who have graduated from college. That's a good thing. Um, but there was some pressure. The parents always well. Maybe not, not, it's not the case for everybody. But in my case, uh, my parents, yeah, they would put some pressure into going to college to the extent of telling me things like, um, no, we don't want you to work because you're going to get distracted and you're going to start loving money and then you're going to, you know, not continue with your education from high school when I started having these friends with cars and cool phones and all these devices that I also wanted to have but didn't have because I wasn't working didn't have my own money and uh, so there, there was that pressure first of all starting with my parents uh and then I think schools in general do a good job at at trying to promote higher education among students. Uh, in my case, when I arrived to the United States, I just had I just got to attend high school. I didn't really attend middle school. But in my case, I think schools I, I get I got to notice how schools try to push the idea that that it's better for yourself to continue your education eventually. Uh, back when I was in high school, again, yes, my friends had cars and had good things. But back then, at the same time, I'm talking to you about jobs in, in, in fast food restaurants or, 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 or uh, maybe uh, body shops that I'm not, you know, trying to make them sound like, like, like bad jobs. But maybe at that point of your life, when you're in a teenage, a teenager, you, you really don't have sometimes bigger uh, aspirations. And you think that 11 or $12 an hour is, wow, man, this dude is making $11. Like when you're a teenager, <laughs> you're like, whoa, because Balling. McDonald's pays, yeah, because McDonald's pays low, the, the lowest. Uh, yeah. So anyway, there was some pressure, but I, at the same time, I met good people, good teachers in my high school, that I'll never forget, like Mr. Hernandez, where he was my media professor. And, and actually, that was one of my first experience with cameras, Photoshop, the Adobe Suite, um, uh, advisors from Incarnate Word, my, my counselors in high school, uh, even the team that I got to to meet and work with at the Career Center with you guys, uh, with with everybody that I would never forget. Miss Joe, uh, Shirley, Miss Doreen, Amanda, you uh, Catrice, everybody there. I still remember all of you. And, and I, I stick with me one time. I don't remember exactly how, what we were talking about, but we were, you and I were having conversation and I remember you told me, I'm sure that one day you'll be a good leader. I don't remember where exactly I was saying, but that's one of the phrases I don't really get to hear compliments like that every day so i'll never forget someone like you who i admire a lot telling me such a such great words uh you know trying to foreseeing my future based on my capabilities and, and and skills and i really appreciate it man i'll never forget that yeah that's what's up man that's what's up <laughs> I that's it. it. That's the I podcast. It. That's it right there. That's, that's the podcast. That's why we're here. Hey, that's why man, we're doing gonna, this. We, we, haven't even, right? we haven't even talked about Univision, man. But that's right. I'll, I'll let you ask that question. You're Mark. right. Yeah, we want to get into that. Yeah. Hey, hey, but so before we get too deep into things, uh, since it was such a positive experience, give a shout out to uh, where, where did you go to high school? I went to Brackenridge High School in the South Side. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I uh, yeah. When I moved here, I started living in the South Side. Actually, I still live in the South area of San Antonio. It's Brackenridge High School. Go Great. Eagles! Go, go Eagles! Okay, this, uh, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. So yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's let's I guess I guess change gears and talk a little bit about you know we we talk we talk we we the professional we, world the professional world yeah so so give us a little insight. Um, you know, you work for Univision and, uh, how did you end up there? What do you do for them? Uh, yeah. Give us, give us the, the insight. When, when I was, when I was at Incarnate Word, um, 
I uh, one time the news director back then the Univision news director came and visited the school and gave us a talk, and he talked to us about this project that was coming up, Proyecto U or Project U, uh, which involved uh, students from different universities with media programs in San Antonio, and and I joined that program to the second edition of it, so I belong to Proyecto U. Uh, two. And in this project, students from Our Lady of the Lake, Incarnate Word, uh, even San Antonio College from their broadcasting, uh, TV, radio and broadcasting program. Um, what other ones? Uh, St. Mary's and some of the Texas A&M uh, University students, which back then the school was still pretty new. They we, we all belong to this group and we, we would pitch ideas, then they would assign us in pairs, and then we will work in getting these stories and edit them, find people, interview, and get it together for a news package, turn it in, it would be reviewed, and then it would air on TV, on actual TV, on Channel 41, which which uh, this year is turning 65 years. Uh, wow. in the first, first TV station in Spanish in the United States. Mm-hmm. Channel 41, not Univision. Channel 41 is turning 65 years this year. So g- just think about that for a minute. The first hola came from San Antonio in the United States. It came from San Antonio. And we're turning 65, 65 wow. years, and I'm really happy. I've been here for more than five years now. My first job right after school. Um, so then after the internship, it was done and I was like so excited, you know, I'm like, man, I want to do this. I want to keep doing TV and, and uh, being on, being on TV and being behind, but man, I still needed to finish my, my, my courses at Incarnate Word. Then, um, what happened then after I graduated, I gave a call to one of the, uh, senior producers here which after that internship, I still collaborated with them with some funny commercials that that we uh, did, uh, paid paid advertisings for some banks and, and, and an entertainment show that they had back then. So he knew me, even though I didn't work with him during my actual internship. I gave him a call. His name is Roland Davila. He's, he's probably the oldest or not the oldest, but the, uh, you know, the the longest active employee in, in the whole Univision. Like he's been working for probably more than 42 years. And Roland, I gave him a call and I was, I, I found his number. I got his number and I was like, hey, Roland, uh, remember me? This is Ruben from Proyecto U. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I graduated and I've been looking for a job. And if you uh, know about something, please let me know because I'm looking. I want to work in the media and I really love working at Univision and blah, blah, blah. So he was like, oh, OK, Ruben, yeah, let you know. Blah, blah, blah. OK, so we hung up. Two minutes later, he calls me back and he's like, Ruben. And I'm like, yes, sir. Hey, you're Ruben from Proyecto U, right? And I'm like, yes, we just spoke. And he's like, yeah, all this time I thought you were another Ruben. No, yeah, man, I'll let you know when something comes up. Yeah, I'll definitely give you a call. So two weeks later, a new a newscast for the morning shift, uh, sh- uh, they started this project and they needed some staff to cover the early morning, early morning shift. And that's how I joined the, the, the team. And, but yeah, it was in, in part knowing some contacts for, back from that internship. And after I graduated, even though I lost contact with them, somehow get their, their, the, the number email, try to, try to give them a call and request an opportunity. Uh, networking is a, it's relevant in this world for us. Uh, and, and this is the, the media field is extremely competitive. I know that I know that there's competition in, in a lot of fields, but man, the media field is extremely competitive. And and maybe maybe for some people the pay might not be fair because there's so many people waiting in line that are willing to do their, your job if you don't want to take it because yeah. it's it's so dem- the, the the demand you know for, for to be in this in this field is is, is great is there's so much people willing to do it 
And yeah, it, it's not easy. I unfortunately, I don't, I can, I know that there's not many people that I graduated with uh, from Incarnate War that are probably in the media field because it is not easy. And I think I'm blessed of being almost six years in a big company that. Probably I can securely say that almost every bilingual communication student, bilingual in Spanish, aspires to eventually work in a company like Univision. And why not say Telemundo and all these big Hispanic media companies that are, you know, big in the United States and Latin America? Yeah, great. That's an awesome story. So, so with that kind of kind of going from that uh so if 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 uh if you had any advice to give to you know a a kid just starting out at northwest vista a high school student what uh what would you know that wanted to go into this field what would you tell them what what would be the the pieces of advice you'd give them yes uh well normal i i really love talking to students Uh, i actually feel that my uh, that my destiny is being a teacher, a professor, eventually one day. Um, I'm not, as you can see, I'm not afraid of talking in front of audiences um, because I've been on TV, I've been an MC for 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 quinceañeras, sweet sixteens, and weddings for years, and that's actually I think that helped me, you know, shape that personality and, 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 and ease of talks, mostly in Spanish, to be honest with you. Uh, but if I didn't have those years of experience, I would be really, really, I feel like an amateur at this. Um, but anyway, I, one of the first advices that I give them is, uh, yes, definitely work on, on having your internships, but take more than one. Uh, this is this is normally not for high school students, but for college students. When you're actually getting, you know, about to get into your internships, try to get more than one. But in my opinion, it's really important that these internships are in different fields. Get out of your comfort zone. Why? Because I've seen that, for example, I want to be a news reporter and I want to be in front of the TV. OK, that's 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 fair. So I got this internship at at KSAT 12. All right, go for it. They do the internship and they learn and they experience how to be a news reporter. Then they finish the internship next semester. Oh, man, I saw this internship open at at Univision. I applied. Okay, and they get the internship and they want to be a news reporter again. Okay, they finish the internship. They have a third chance and they get one at, at I don't know, uh, Fox or Telemundo and they do the same thing. No, Me, the, the media and communications field is extremely broad. PR, uh, you know, uh, being on TV, journalism, uh, uh, writing for the media, even law in the media, which one of the hardest courses that I had that I took in the university. So uh, there, it's it's so broad, and you're just stuck with your dream, which again, it's fair, but. Try something else. Try radio. Try PR. Try maybe journalism, but in the written form for a newspaper. You never know what you're going to fall in love with. You could find your passion in one of those other fields that are outside of your comfort zone, and you don't know because you're not trying them. You're just stuck to the same internships in, in, in this specific field. That's one of my first advices. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah. No, yeah, that's great advice. I think this needs to be part of the final to listen to this podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like Capstone 101 for Mass Tom, right? Absolutely. Great, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest with you, another one of, of my of my tips is uh, work on your portfolio. I really didn't have a portfolio, and I feel really bad about that. Uh, I think it, it, if I didn't have Roland's contact and he didn't see my potential back then, probably I wouldn't be here right now. So have proof of what you can do. Yes, if you're good at editing video, if you're good at Photoshop or whatever, if you're good at writing, show it. But at the same time, this goes hand hand in hand with another tip that I have. Master a skill. Because there's people who know a little bit of everything. And again, 
awesome. But then, like I said, this field is so competitive and you need to you need to be highlighted from others, from the rest somehow. How? By proving that you master this specific skill um, better than anybody else. So you can do, yeah, you can be good at all of it, uh, the Adobe suite and editing video and web design. But hey, let me tell you right now that I'm at this uh, job interview that I'm really good at this. Uh, I don't know, app uh, programming uh, with I iOS programming. So, uh, man, that's a big plus that stands you out from the rest. Uh, that's one of the another. That's one of the tips that I would uh, give people too. Nice man, thank you for that. that this is um, this is exclusive right here. <laughs> um, you, you're definitely uh, built for this. I think I think you make an excellent teacher at some point in your life, Ruben. Um, but talk about purpose in your current job. Like what what fulfills you every day? What keeps you coming back? Uh, and maybe what's what's kind of been a crazy experience that you've had over the last maybe six months to a year covering you know COVID and and the in the political scene, you know, give us some insight there. Like what, what, what is it that you do? I know I see some of your stories on Facebook and I'm like, man, uh, you know, I get kind of like a back, uh, a backstage, you know, experience with, with your posts. So it's pretty cool, man. Uh, but, but yeah, tell us what, what's going on in the, in, in that world and, uh, what brings you purpose? Yeah. I mean, uh, working with, a. Uh, with, with clients, uh, once when, when you're in an internship, um, when, when, well, when you're in school and you you have deadlines for projects and homeworks, it's one thing. But when you're in an internship and then you get your job, you work with clients and these clients bring money to the company that you work with and the deadlines are more are taking more serious and there is no extra credit. And uh, the second chances might come with a uh, with some scolding from from bosses. So, uh, yes, it's 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 a more serious thing. But at the same time, um, in my in my case, I. I tend to be pretty friendly, and that's that's helped me a lot. I've I've met a lot of people who work in my same field that are not as friendly, and they've been in the field for years and years and years. But anyway, in my opinion, I work with a lot of clients because I work mostly for the production department, which is the department that you know uh, shoots commercials, uh, programs, events, uh, concerts, the entertainment things, entertainment interviews with artists, uh, concerts in general. With the along with the promotions team. So sometimes when we have uh, concerts, we have radio stations with Univision. We have the beat. I think me and a lot of our listeners have heard or know the beat KXTN for Tejano audiences, uh, which is pretty big. We have for, for the Mexican, uh, regional Mexican genre, we have La Que Buena 92.9 and we have La Latino Latino Mix 95.1. We also have a, a Vibe 107.5. So that helps. Right there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right here. Univision. So, um, so we we get the experience of working with with artists and clients, and that's something that I've enjoyed a lot. Uh, like you said, being in ba being backstage, shooting interviews with artists, uh, shooting commercials, being part of the commercials in front of the cameras, which is another opportunity that has show up in my in my experience here at Univision, and it actually started like that. I was shoot I was helping in a shoot. And a month later, my boss calls me and he's like, hey, uh, this lady from um, from Benson Honda, the dealership, you know her, right? And he's, oh, yeah, she wants you in a commercial, but she wants you to be the protagonist. And I'm like, okay. So that's that's how also my, my, my crew starts seeing my skills in front of a camera because at the beginning, I really, really, really didn't have any any chances to be in front because my main work was uh, behind i also i also came up with a with a character called nacho for our sports show nacho naco which is this wrestler with a puffy uh, you know body uh, is muscled and he likes 
He likes to mess up with with people and make fun of people who don't go for the Spurs, who don't go for the Cowboys, or who don't go for America, the best soccer team in Mexico. So Nacho, I've, I've had so much fun with Nacho doing skits in the streets with people, with fans outside of the AT&T Center. It's it's awesome. It's it's my character. And, 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 and it's one of those experiences that you don't know that you're also going to live in a in a local affiliate, because I saw that you sent me a few questions and you were asking me about, about how is it to work in a, in a local TV station. And, and right, some right. of these things, you don't, maybe you don't imagine that in, at a local level. You think that you need to be a network to do these things, to work for entertainment, to work for actual Fox, you know, or, or, or whatever big comedy central or, or I don't know. But in my case, I've got to live... Uh, plenty of you know uh, great experiences here at a local level in channel 41 and i'm loving it that's awesome that's wow that's incredible uh yeah, it is. so so there's a there's a couple there's a couple of hard questions i want to ask uh especially with what's Bring going on. on especially with what's going on in the world right now um so 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 just to kind of uh, you know, set this up. One, you know, you work for Univision, uh, which is the largest uh, Spanish-speaking, you know, uh, media company in the world. Really, honestly, um, that that has a huge spread. And so, um, so two things. One, so there there was this thing that happened last night, uh, and what happened was uh, a two networks to non-Spanish-speaking networks competed against each other using political candidates. And mm -hmm. uh, there was this huge rage on Twitter about, about protesting and, and, you know, doing a blackout on NBC. Um, and so, uh, and, and, and with that, one of the candidates obviously has been very outspoken about um, individuals who uh, are, are, Spanish speaking individuals who may not be from this country originally or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, generationally. And so um, I, I, I'd be really interested to hear your perspectives on that, especially being that you're working for one of the largest Spanish speaking media companies and you're, you're a producer and you're on camera and, and, you know, uh, can, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Or, you know, especially for those students that maybe are in the same position as you that, that are bilingual, that are getting these messages from, you know, national media companies that aren't, that aren't Spanish speaking companies, um, you know, is there's a place for them, right? Yes. And you said, uh, you said, hard questions were coming and i have some hard answers too uh for some of the listeners but hey you gotta take them the way they are and go for it because this world is not for weak people unfortunately and starting from i want there's so many things that i'd like to point out um i'll try to be brief on each of them um, i'll not i will not start with the with the politics first I'll start with something else. So considering I'm I'm Hispanic and I'm Mexican born, I'm a US citizen now. My my dad was born in the United States, so that's that was my way that I got citizenship from this country. But I've I've really never felt racism. Um, I've been told twice in, in the time that I've been living in the U.S. I'm 31 years old and I moved to this country at 15 and now it's been 16 years. So it's more to have my life in the United States. In those 16 years, I've been told twice, speak English, you're in America. And both of those times I was in high school. So I can rub it off easily. Uh, regarding racism, well, I'll be honest with you. I think it helps the fact that my skin is a little lighter than, you know, the typical stereotype of uh, Mexicans that some people have. So without even hearing me talk, I, I, I would say that I could get there. And there, unfortunately, it, it might sound like white privilege, even though I'm not Caucasian. Uh, but in some in some way, I feel that I that I've had some kind of advantage. Um, 
but but in smaller things, I, I really wouldn't wouldn't really consider the, to re- get me to a point of advantage of where I'm right now in Univision. I mean, it's part of hard work. It takes you here too. Uh, for ladies, uh, you gotta be, you know, strong because some uh, the, in the media field, people might want to have you because of your looks, or might want to offer you opportunities for in the change of us some other things. And we're living in a world, luckily, where women are speaking up, minorities are speaking up, and 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 we need to speak up because now people are in in higher positions are getting punished for 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 misconducting and and I think that's really important the, the world that we're living in um, regarding I'll be more specific now touching your question you said uh, we're talking about both candidates but I'll be more specific yes with with President Trump uh, when he was a candidate he even had a, this this uh, clash with with Univision's face, Jorge Ramos, the network main anchor. And I remember the words from President Trump, which back then, if I'm not mistaken, he was a candidate. Um, yeah. I'm, and he was saying, go back to Univision, uh, things like that. And, and it was yeah. like, oopsie. So, yeah, the company Univision, for some people, might represent the those words that President Trump refers to a lot, like fake news. I've been to rallies, not the big uh, President Trump's rallies, but I've been to Donald Trump Jr. rally here in, uh, in the Henry B. Gonzalez Center. Um, and I felt... The, the environment of the people seeing you with this logo walking around and being like, oh, fake news or, hey, why are you doing here? I thought you didn't care about the president or covering it. So, hey, you're I'm also working in the journalism, the journalistic world. And if you're aspiring to be a journalist, be ready for some people who are going to doubt that you're doing your best, that you're actually trying to portray the truth, that that you're not being paid to just write whatever comes to your mind. There's going to be some of that feeling and, and you got to have thick skin. Uh, in my, in my uh, experience, I don't consider myself a journalist, a journalist, um, but I was working there as a photographer with a very experienced journalist. And this feeling didn't only come for Univision. There was a point where Mr. Trump Jr. pointed at the media and he started he was about to say something. And we were we all like the photographers look at each other like, oh, my God, it's coming. And people looked at us because he asked everybody in the room to look at us. And we we're like, oh, man. So there are some times. But luckily, well, I was going to say luckily it's not all the time, but with this environment that we're living right now, I really don't know where it's going to take us. Um, but, um, yeah, you you have to have thick skin in all these aspects from racism, from discrimination uh, regarding your gen- your, your gender, uh, from who the company that you represent. Uh, in this case, it's a media company with journalism, newscast. So um, I think that answers your question. Yeah, no, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. That, that, was, that was a great that was a great response, man. I I told you you were gonna be a leader at some point in your life and I, I think you're well beyond your years <laughs> of uh of leadership in the community and the experience that you have. Uh I think I think oftentimes, you know, when when we do these interviews, right, it's it's almost like, yeah, okay, so we don't know this person very well, but let, let's kind of uh, stick to the script here. But I think I think that was a great question, Mark, because we didn't plan for that, but I think it's definitely a, you know, something that helps us to get at the real work that you do and the experiences that you're involved with. Uh, because people at home don't get to experience that. All they get is, you know, once you're on camera. Um, but it's the, it's the other things, right. That, that, uh, build context for what's going on and, and, and why we need to have professionals working in this field, right, and following a code of ethics um, that you just so eloquently uh, spoke about. So that's great. Um, man, this is this has been a good ride, man, so far. So um, I know I know uh, we want to we want to respect your time, but uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, maybe some 
uh, you know, goal oriented type of question. Like now that you've had all these experiences and you've talked about your, your, um, you know, your portfolio or, or before you started, you know, the lack thereof, but now that you have all of this going on and, 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 and you have, you know, good track record and you love what you do. Um, what, what do you, what's, what's going on in Ruben's world for the next five, 10 years? What do you, what do you feel like when you sit back and you go home, you're on the ride home or heck, maybe it's on, on your day off, right? Like, where do you see yourself? What, what do you want to do? Um, what accomplishments do you want to have achieved by, by then, you know, five, 10 years from now? Academically, uh, hopefully I see myself already with a master's or on my way to a master's degree. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where, but eventually uh, two of my goals uh, in the professional field that I see myself is either in the sports industry or in the education uh, field. Like I said, like as a professor, as a mentor, <laughs> uh, the funny thing is that if you ask me what kind of teacher or professor would I, would I like to be, uh, I would give you two th options, either college or elementary. <laughs> I would skip middle school and high school um, because I've been there and yeah, I think I pass. Um, college, I love the college experience. I really love the college experience. Like I said, I, I hope, hoped one day work at Northwest Vista or the University of the Incarnate Word somehow, a, a college advisor or a professor and, and elementary because I think I'm really good. I have good psychology with kids. I come from a family of elementary school teachers and kindergarten teachers. So I, I really seen, I've noticed that I had that, that, you know, ability and I think I could do it. Mm, so uh, as a professor, maybe on my way to a master's degree, uh, then uh, why the sports industry? Well, inside the media field, but in the sports industry, what do I mean? Hopefully being the director uh, of communications of a sports team. If it's soccer, even better. But if it's an NBA team, NFL, NHL, MLB, uh you know, maybe a, a, a national association of something uh, regarding the sports. Uh, that's something that I'm also aiming for being the director of communications of, of some sport and being involved in the decisions that come with the marketing, with the video, with the PR and all these things involving communications. Short term, I also see myself hopefully getting into the PR field. I love, like I said, speaking in public. I would love to do PR for a school district, for a police department. Um, that's something that I'm also aiming for, hopefully uh, at a short term. If I stay in the in the in the cameras, you know, field, then maybe I'm aspiring for something like the Discovery Channel, National Geographic, or Netflix, or one of these small communications and marketing and video agencies that do work for Netflix or for Disney, uh, such as the all these companies that work together to make the Avengers or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, the good thing about communications, like I said, is that it's so broad. And I already, uh, thankfully, I can say that I'm blessed with a large variety of abilities from public speaking, technical abilities, video, graphic design, translation, creative writing, so uh, and, and and all these things are are in the communications field. Um, I think I think I wanna I wanna say something else about it, my advice to students. Once you get into an internship, really, really, really try to take advantage of it because I've seen students who don't take advantage of it. And people can tell when you have initiative. People can tell when you when you really want to be there, when you really have the initiative of helping. And one day when you need a job and you give them a call or you ask for it or you apply, they'll remember that and they'll have you as probably the top candidate. I'm telling you this because I've seen that firsthand here at Univision. 
I've seen the students who don't take advantage of their internship. I've seen the students who do and get the job. So uh, I just wanted to include that little tip in, in, the, in my future endeavors and goals. That's great. That's, that's great. Uh, great advice. And, um, yes. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think what's important too about, about what you said is that, you know, even when you're out of uh, school and you're in a job and you're working for a company, you know, that doesn't mean you're done necessarily. Like there's so many different places you could go or things you could do, uh, especially in the field of, of media, you know, there's a, there's, there's so many ways and, and options and things. So, um, you just, you just gotta, yeah, just gotta, gotta keep working and, and, and meeting people and learning new things. And yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was, this was, uh, these are uh, knowledge bombs that have just been dropped on the San Antonio community for sure. Absolutely. Especially our students, man. This was this was really cool, and and I I just sit back and enjoy it, you know, and and see that my life is fulfilled for sure because I, I had a hand in your success. I feel, uh, Ruben, and and uh, being that we met many years ago and we've always stayed in touch, man, and it's just been you know. It's one of those things about I think I think this whole season that we've experienced having to be completely distant from from other people, where 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 you kind of you kind of took that for granted, you know, like oh yeah I got them on Facebook they're good, right? But but were you really you know uh, developing your relationship further and 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 for most of us because we were busy you know it's like we get the grind of our of our hustle and and we just we forget right or or Hey, you know, I saw a picture of them. I liked it. Great. I, I'm still their friend and all that stuff. But I think this season really brought out that for us, especially myself and Mark, uh, and and probably for you too, Ruben included, because I'm sure your work has changed a lot. But um, that's I think I think that's maybe the silver lining, right, of 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 this pandemic is that we're really trying to you know go back and and once once this in in some way like shape or form. When this is all over, right? Uh, I don't know if we're ever gonna go back to the same because the same was enough. Right? Um, we always say on the like, no, back, yeah, together, uh, right? Something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really appreciate taking the time, man, and, and joining us and helping us, you know, figure out what the message to be for our students because. Uh, this was invaluable. These are conversations that uh, I don't think students get in a textbook. Mm -hmm. uh, they certainly don't get it from us all the time. And we've had some experience in the media field, but uh, to hear from professionals that are doing it right now um, is just, you know, it's, it's priceless. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah this is, this yeah, is any, any other things you, yeah. What else y'all want to add here? I mean, is this is, this was a great, episode for sure but but uh we want to give you a chance ruben or, or even you mark to chime in and, and say what what you think needs to be said uh to close this out man yeah you have Go any ahead, any last thoughts ruben i i don't know i i think i think you said it all if if i had a, a, a microphone there'd be some mic dropping <laughs> Cause that's, that's what happened today. So you brought the, you brought the, you brought the fire and you know, my, back, down, my background is in, is in film and media. Uh, and we can, we can talk more about that offline, but, uh, but uh, so, yeah, so I, I really feel for you, man. And I, I it's amazing to see success stories. Uh, so any, any, all these, you know, digital film and cinema students that I have, I hope, I hope they, they listen to this and uh, they, they, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause you, you really gave them the, 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 the well-rounded um, experience of what they, what they may be expecting uh, as they graduate and as they, you know, look at doing internships and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I appreciate uh, <clears throat> the perspective you provided. So yeah, th this is invaluable. Yeah. Textbook can't do this. Thank you. And, and uh, I think, I, I believe that 
um, of course, we're living in times where where information is in your hand and you can learn a lot of things from YouTube and LinkedIn courses. And yes, a lot of skills, technical skills, Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, filmmaking, uh, a little bit of everything. But the listeners, yes, you can you can you can open a channel, open an Instagram account and and have a boom and have success. Um, but not everybody not, it's not going to happen to everybody. So don't take for granted the other skills that you can acquire with this with a college education. I'm a whole different person than the one who started college. I'm a whole different person than the one that was in high school because because college really, really shaped a different way of thinking for me. And and going back to politics, uh, we sometimes hear that uh, our schools are brainwashing the students or blah, 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 or they have certain, you know, uh, goals of, of teaching, uh, changing the mind of, of, of our citizens. Sometimes coming from from people with the same mindset, and no, no, there I've se- I've seen people from all with all different kinds of thinking from from liberals to conservatives, from left to right, from uh, different backgrounds, for different speak different languages, from different countries, that are, we are not all the same. So. To really, really value the other things that you take from a college education, communication, responsibility, management, um, networking, uh, uh, you know, following deadlines. Uh, really, really, really don't take for granted those skills that are not going to be given by a YouTube tutorial. Um, because, uh, like I said, yes, you can have a boom and, and man, you made it and, and you have, now you have to work hard. Don't think that these people that are famous in YouTube or Instagram, it's just I made it and that's it. No, these people are having a hard time trying to think how to come up with more new relevant content all the time. And that sometimes brings these people to a lot of pressure and stress because they need to to stay relevant with new and interesting content. It's not just about random content. It's staying relevant with content that that your audience is interested in and they keep following you because of that reason. So yeah. I'll say don't take for granted what you can acquire from a college education. Um, I, I, I've met you for a long time, man. I really don't know how many other buildings Northwest Vista has, but I can definitely <laughs> tell you that that garage was not there. So, hey, guys. Oh, man. That garage was hey. not there. We're building another one, bro. <laughs> Gonna be another one. They're already there. I think they already built another one, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, been, that's how long it's been, bro. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know what these guys we, think about yeah. what, what I said. We're gonna go back to campus to a new parking garage. It's gonna be weird. What what what's gonna <laughs> yeah, happen? <man>. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's that's uh yeah, everything you just said, bro, just it reminds me of, of of the you know, it's the it's the struggle that everyone goes through, right? Of of, of staying relevant, reinventing yourself. And even us, like as as teachers, we have to we have to go back to the to the and study, right? As much as as much as we teach the same courses, right? We it, whatever happened last year or last semester is not working again, so you got to go out and change it up. So, yeah, it's just it's just having that that I think awareness and understanding and and willingness to act on uh, on growing yourself, right? That that's really going to keep you of media or whatever you're deciding to do i even think like critical thinking and 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 uh creative thinking is is uh sometimes gets missed in some of these classes um i know when i first started teaching it was it was all about you know getting them ready to to understand the key terms but what about the key skills right what's 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 really going to you know bring you success is is fostering those skills and giving them, 
you know, practice to, to uh, exercise those skills. And, and most of, at least in our field, it's about thinking, right? Um, it's about problem solving. So, yeah, man, I think you really, you, you really made a splash for us and <laughs> you're, you're just full of, of great wisdom so far. You're, you're younger than, uh, than a lot of people that have been on this show. And, uh, you know, it's encouraging to hear from, from someone who, uh, you know, has such an inspiring story and then, you know, made something of themselves. And a large part of that, again, is due to communication skills, right? Your ability to get into someone's email or pick up the phone, call them up, be like, hey, I need help, man. Like, remember me? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of been a theme across our, our show for sure. Absolutely, and I'll yeah. tell you, I'm, 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 I can do, uh, I can be in, in a stage packed with thousands of people, uh, but I don't want to call and order a pizza. I really struggle with that. <laughs> like, I'm like uh, phone call? No, I don't want to do a phone you call. You got bro. I'm really like, yeah. <laughs> I just download the app, bro. So, uh, so I guess to, uh, to kind of, to kind of finalize, to finish things up, uh, tell us, tell our students, our listeners, where, where can they find you? Where they, where can they find your work or your social media accounts, whether they're your public ones or private ones, whatever you're willing to share. Yes. Uh, right now I have a weird name on, weird name on my Facebook, but I'll, I'm going to change it. You can find me as Ruben Ikantu. But I prefer also my Instagram account. You can just find it at Call Ruben, C A L L Ruben, R U B E N. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really don't have a lot of followers, so <laughs> I, I really, I would appreciate a few likes here and there. Uh, but hey, thank you guys. I really have a, had a, a great time. I always enjoy. I don't. I mean. My life and my experience, uh, probably I don't I don't I don't really see it yet there. Like I'm I'm like no man. I need more 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 more. I, I really want to experience as many things as to write a book. Uh, and right now I'm not even close at all for the first few pages. So um, I really had a blast sharing the few things that I've learned over these years. Some of these things I learned them the hard way. Some of these things I learned, it took me a long time to learn, but, uh, and then probably there are not all truth uh, for everybody, but those are definitely the best tips and advices that I can give to students. And I'm always happy to share them. And hopefully one day I can become a professor in one future full of experience and I can share them with, with, with the new generations awesome awesome well yeah. uh thank you we're gonna uh I, I think uh stop it there and uh conclude this episode of uh the mascom podcast i'm mark ferris uh adjunct faculty yeah. at northwest vista yeah and i'm tim molina northwest vista mascom <laughs>